bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Saturday. Hope you're all doing well. Well, 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 it's Saturday. Hey, dig this scenario. You have three adventurers, say a thief, a fighter, and a wizard. And they're going down the dungeon. And they open a door in the room are about four orcs who were, say it's a barracks. And they jump up and they charge. Okay, we roll for initiative. You surprise them, you get a free shot. The wizard steps up and casts web in the room. Webbing the entire room, they, they can't get out. Or they're going to spend a lot of time trying to get out. And the thief turns to the wizard and goes, Wow, how did you do that? And he says, Like this, I remember seeing a similar experiment with a colleague of mine who taught me this spell. And he told me that webs of a spider are very, very resilient and very tough. And a way to practice... way to spin it like a spider in a large area goes like this and he shows he shows him the spell book and it's like this word here is 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 advances the spell this word draws the energy down and then and then using like really big words and then like the thief goes okay yeah thanks you know he basically re-richards them but that's good that's role-playing that is a great way to play a wizard. Treat magic like science. I'll explain more after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, we have a wizard with a whole bunch of big words. I'm not saying every wizard has to be this way, but it's a lot of fun. Because if you remember back in the old 50s science fiction films, giant bugs and aliens and all that, and... You, it, it, they just in the middle of the you know I watch a lot of these movies, and usually somewhere in the middle of the movie or maybe before, they would sit down with the protagonist and explain to them what's going on. Why is this giant bug attacking my city, or something like that? And they have to sit there. It's exposition, but the writers they may not be scientists themselves, but they can couch it in jargon that sounds kind of plausible. You know, it's, it's what they call fuzzy science. And these guys are just totally serious. This is the way it goes. This is what we have to figure out how to do. And then he figures out how to do it. And then they implement it, blah, blah, blah. The, the, bug, the giant monster dies. Everybody kisses, goes home happy in the end, end of the movie. So the, the I love that kind of talk. This is why I like stuff like mad scientists. This is why I like gnomes in fantasy, because I make them the mad scientists. A lot of fun. But if you play a character like that, first of all, you don't have to know a lot of big words, just a few words. 
And what I mean is, I, I, I tend to, I think of the movie Them with the giant ants, where the scientist has to explain, especially the amazing colossal man, because they give a semi-plausible reason why as the why as he's growing why he's having these pains in his chest and they explain that the molecules are multiplying in his body are multiplying at an extremely insane rate that's why he's growing but the heart being one molecule only grows half as fast so it can't keep up with the blood supply he's having heart attacks and stuff like that which is totally hooey because no the the heart is not one molecule but it sounds good and it lets the plot continue so <laughs> so imagine if you you let a you have a wizard who spoke kind of like a scientist and he's a mr know it all type of thing one of the thing one of my favorite 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 supplements for any game is gurps atomic horror because it simulates this kind of stuff how do we stop the giant bug how do we drive the aliens back stuff like that and in there they have a skill which they later took out and put it in the gurps the third edition gurps compendium 1 and then added it to a later edition is a skill called science. Science with an exclamation point. Science. And what it does is lets the character know a little about a lot, or sometimes a lot about a lot, depending on what it is. In other words, the character has a, at least a passing familiarity with any kind of theoretical or factual physical science in the world. And if he hasn't done it, and he has he knows somebody who did an experiment like this a, a colleague or something like that or he participated in a an, ex, an experiment and maybe we can you know he jerry rig it to fit the situation here you know this goes back to the 30s and 40s so even before you know you have these you know stuff like commando cody with the rocket pack and and all that kind of stuff and any kind of mad and any kind of mad scientists in the old monster movies, but it'd be fun if you took that. And I understand there's a a magical version in GURPS called thermology, thermatology. I can't remember how to pronounce it, but you can you can use that for for magic too. And that's exactly what I'm trying to get at here. So. What you have to so if the character wants if the player wants to play a character like that first thing I would suggest is hit the books hit the internet try and get your vocabulary up and what I mean by that is not only read descriptive words scientific or if you can do like physics and magical things like that you know theoretical science and and soft science. And get the descriptive words. And you do, it's not like I'm asking you to do homework or anything like that. It's more like grab an index card or a piece of paper and just write them down. If they sound good, write them down. That way you have this list of things you can just put plug them in A B C D. This goes for game masters too. If they want to play an you know, I have an NPC who's this guy they always go to. If you remember the cartoon Tennessee Tuxedo and his tales, they always went to Mr. Whoopi for the problem. And he would explain it in real world science, but it's the same theory where he's sitting there and with his blackboard and he's just like, okay, this is this and that is that and that's what you do. 
this is how this works kind of thing. But it's the same theory. And you can come up with the most the most outrageous line of BS if you have enough of these $5 words in there. It's just fun. It's fun to have like this list right in front of you when you're role-playing it, and you could just... You can explain it this way. It's no fun. It's just, well, you know, if the, like the thief asked us, how did you do this? Instead of, you know, so make an intel, you know, you make a science roll or intelligence roll or magic roll or whatever. And that's no fun. Describe it. Role play it. Have fun with it. I mean, I'm at a loss for words sometimes too, but if I have a list like this, I could just look at the list and go, well, da 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 you know, and give, give them something of an explanation. Also, wizards... If they want to think like scientists, or even you're playing scientists in like a role-playing game, if you want to think about that, remember, use your int roll. Use your int roll because, you know, that that could save you right there. And if you have a, a specialized skill with your class or if you have a play a game, use the skills. If you have like... You know, you, you make your intelligence roll or make your whatever skill roll is. It's, I was like, you know, I never, I've heard of this. I have, uh, I have a fellow wizard. We once did a ritual to summon this thing, and what we got was that thing, and we managed to swap them out. Maybe we can apply that to that rampaging beast over there and swap it for like a bunny. Or something like that. I know he's as huge as a house, but it's it, in this scale. I don't know if it's if we had enough firepower, if we had enough magic power, if we can get some more wizards and do some kind of ritual or something like that. And then we tweak it with this, with this, with these things. Go out and get these things, and we will take care of it. But hurry! So you have that. So he's these are the characters who all her has a colleague somewhere or always heard of this theory. Maybe they read it in scrolls, maybe they heard in university, whatever. But they always kind of have a they always have kind of a line on anything anything magical and or if it's a modern day scientific or it could be magical in modern day, who knows. But the whole point is they're scholars. They're they're part scholar, part scientist, part Wizards. Those are fun, fun characters to play. So I would, that's how I would do it. So I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this, so get a hold of me at oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. And we're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. Thank you, Jonathan, Oliver, <laughs> Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, and Daniel. Thank you, guys. Don't forget Mark C. Wallring's podcast, Leon Galbert. But thank you, all of you guys. You guys are great for, for, help, for helping me out with this program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.